Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, I'm, I'm laughing before the show because I'm remembering this birthday party we had for my oldest daughter. Uh, I don't know what she was, five or six, but the, we had a magician. And he, we, I don't think there were Yelp reviews back then. He was like the worst magician we've ever seen in our life. He's like, look, we're going to pull a rabbit out of a hat. And you could actually like see the rabbit in the hat before. Like it, it reminded me this morning, like, like that's the left. Like they're the worst magicians ever. They're the low rate magician at a five-year-old's birthday party who thinks they're pulling a stunt and a trick on America. But America's like in on the trick. Like we know it's a bad a magic act. We get it. I've got a ton of stories today. A loaded show, as Guy told me before the show, he is correct, um, on the exploding national backlash to the DOJ uh, targeting parents at school board meetings. Fact checkers jumping in. Uh, also an update on the trap, the Facebook whistleblower that a lot of people unfortunately fell for before we exposed. Let's get right to it. Also an update on the national divorce conversation that, yes, is gaining a lot of steam, even in some you know mainstream outlets right now. Hey, is this fixable? A lot of people are starting to ask that question. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to four hundred dollars, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com/survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than two hundred rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Joe, as for you, let's go. All right. Hey, oh, it's Thursday. A little steam out of the tank. It's okay. It's okay. He's preparing for his big It's Friday intro, being that last week due to the uh, technical meltdowns, not the Goofy Glue incident. That was Monday. Joe couldn't get that out of the way. The Goofy Glue incident. It's a big deal. So liberals are the worst magicians we've ever seen. It's like a bad magic act. We're all looking at each other going, do they think they're fooling us? I don't understand. Does this guy actually think we pulled, we could see the rabbit in the hat? Well, the guy would like the rings trick. Look, these rings are connected. Ooh, they're magically apart. Meanwhile, there's a hole in the ring they cover with their hand. You ever see that trick? Like this is the, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like this is the left. It's like a clown show, okay? What made you, what made me bring this up? What made me think of this this morning? The left is panicking, totally melting down. I promise you. Take a bow, chest out, chin up, take a bow. Yeah, the, the national backlash to both CRT, school boards pushing it, and the national backlash to Merrick Garland's DOJ targeting parents who show up at these school boards has been a massive wake-up call to the left. I've got great sources on D.C. They are freaked out. They thought they had the schools bought and sold. They thought CRT was going to be the next big thing to teach your kids to be racist, which buys right into the left's racist agenda to divide America so they can pit one, one another against one another. They are now freaked out that the backlash is so substantial and so sustained, uh, so sustained that they are losing here. Here's a, so they're now engaged in a two-step process to try and rescue 
one, critical racism theory in schools, which they want. Uh, there's a two-step process. And second, to silence parents whose national backlash has stopped the CRT from infiltrating our schools um, any further. At least put the public highlight and spotlight on it. So what's step one of their two-step plan? What do we got to do every time? Producer Jim, I know you're listening. Get Fact Checker Clown Show ready to go. You have to sick the fake fact checkers on people. So what happened? Thank you, Joe. (laughs) That's our fact checker clown show. They're very good. The National School Boards Association sent a letter to the Department of Justice and others demanding that parents who show up at school boards be looked at because many of them, quote, could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism. That's an actual quote. I'll put that up in a minute. So given that the DOJ responded and now wants to start investigating parents who show up at these school boards, the fact checkers had to get in the way. Here's the AP, a total clown show, an embarrassment, a disgrace to to even fake news. I mean, this makes even fake news look bad. AP, fact checker, Terrence Frazier, an embarrassment to his family, uh, kids. Anyone who knows this guy should laugh at him openly when they see him. When you see him, just go like this. <laughs> That's Terrence Frazier. Laugh at him when you see him in public. Laugh at him. That's what he deserves. Here's his fact check. Posts mischaracterize the school board organization's letter to Biden. Claim the National School Boards Association is asking the Biden administration to label parents who protest school board policies domestic terrorists. AP's assessment. Remember, when you see Terrence, be sure to laugh at him. (laughs) Don't even say just laugh. AP's assessment. This is false. The organization is not asking Biden to label parents who protest at school board meetings as terrorists. Okay, here's the actual letter. (laughs) It's so easy, folks. You wonder why fact. The greatest irony of all is that no one, no one has less credibility in society in America right now than fact checkers. Think about what I just said. No one, even the media, has more credibility than fact checkers when they're not tied in and one and the same. That's People laugh at these idiots. Here, here's the actual letter. You want me to read it to you? So supposedly the NSBA, National School Board Association, was not trying to associate parents with domestic terrorism. Quote, NSBA, as these acts of malice, violence, and threats against public school officials have increased. The classification of these heinous actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism and hate crimes. It's right there, folks. That, by the way, they mentioned it again down later. They want, they want the Department of Justice to use the Patriot Act in regards to domestic terrorism. There it is right there. So when you see Terrence in public, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just laugh at him. I, I, again, nobody, these people... Nobody, nobody takes these people seriously. Terrence Frazier and others. I, I mean, I mean, seriously, I don't even think their families take them seriously. They're an embarrassment. Uh, we, we love to make fun of them um, because it really mockery is the only way to expose these, these total life losers who have no critical thinking skills um, and no dignity at all. Imagine putting that down in a fact check. They weren't trying to compare them to this domestic terrorists while we're actually quoting the letter. So step one, sick the fact checkers on parents out there and conservative media for exposing the DOJ's plan. What's step two? Well, because we want to implement critical racism training in schools, right? That's what CRT is, teaching kids to be racist. And the backlash has been so substantial and parents are now winning. School board members are stepping down. There's been a mass revolt. 
What's step two of the left's plan? Just change the name, right, Joe? They do this all the time. Change oh, the name. Let's play yeah. the euphemisms game. Here, an article uh, by Ion Hersey, Ion Hersey Ali will be in my newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Read it. It unheard. Here's the key quote. Step two, change the name. She says, part of its purpose appears to be to sow confusion amongst opponents of CRT. Talking about the name change. uh, Here's what they change it to. It has certainly riled the Conservative Heritage Foundation. In its recent guide, How to Identify Critical Race Theory, it warns of a new tactic deployed by CRT defenders. They now deny that the curricular and training programs in question uh, that form the part of CRT are insisting that it's not CRT, it's diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. Oh, big name change. Um, unfortunately, it's the exact same ideas, teaching your kids to be racist and hate one another based on their skin color. What did I have been telling you this for years now? The left loves the euphemisms game. They change the language in a heartbeat every single time. So now what's not CRT is going to be deferred to as no diversity, equity, and inclusion training. This is what they do. They'll just keep changing the name. Get all of these people, Kendi, all of them, Derek Bell, all of their teachings, their teachings which are based in hardcore racism, critical race theory, get it all ripped out of the schools, tree and root, out and gone. Our kids will learn to respect one another and to judge each other by what they do, not by how they look, period. The left doesn't want it that way because the left loves hate. Hate is their currency. The left is full, boiling over, redlining hate, seething at the mouth, foaming at the mouth, scratching at their eyes, screaming at the sky. The left hates this country and they hate your kids, period. Now, whenever you want to see a panic break out, by, I'm telling you we're winning here. This is the time to triple down, not to double down. The left is now panicked that their attempt to stigmatize parents at school board meetings as domestic terrorists did not scare you. Not only did it not scare you, parents around the country now I'm here, are even more fired up, are now, I'm begging you to show up in triple and quadruple the numbers at school boards we did before. Media Matters is panicked. They hate democracy. Democracy, elected representation, the Constitutional Republic. Media Matters are hardcore leftists. They're terrified that we're winning. So now they're like, hey, look at this article. Fox Guests urges viewers to continue protesting local school boards. Do not stop. Double down. Talking about the great Christopher Rufo from the Manhattan Institute who's exposed CRT. Yeah. Media matters. A few times we agree. Actually, we don't agree. I say triple down, quadruple down. You were going to show up with 10 people at a school board. Now show up with 50. You get that on tape? You get that? Please put that. If you put that segment on your social media, I will ask my team to retweet it. Media matters. Quadruple down. Quintuple down. Sextuple down. You were going to bring 10 people? Bring 60 people now. Put that on. Folks, you are winning. Keep showing up. Keep speaking out. These lunatic goofballs on the left are panicked because they hate your kids with a passion and they want them to hate each other. It's the only way liberalism continues to exist is by getting Americans to hate one another so they can come in and pretend to be the referee in the fight they caused. It's the only way. Now, why did the DOJ get involved in this? Why is the Department of Justice now? putting out memos that they're going to ask the FBI to meet with local law enforcement to get to the bottom of these 
parents that are showing up at school board meetings, daring to speak out because they don't want their kids to be taught to be racist. Well, there's kind of been a little bit of a conflict of interest there. Hat tip uh, Fox News and uh, a conservative treehouse, I believe, had this earlier, too. There's a little bit of a conflict of interest with our Agino, our attorney general and name only. A little bit of a conflict of interest. I'll get to that in a second. But let me just first just explain to you, as having been, again, a former federal agent myself. Merrick Garland, our Agino, our attorney general and name only, has no authority whatsoever as the attorney general of the United States to intervene in what is a local police matter. There's every... I, I, the conservatives, you get this. So forgive me. Please just deal with me. For There are some liberals listening to the show and they're really dumb. And it may be helpful if one or two of them digest this. Most of them aren't capable. The federal government has no national police power whatsoever. No national police. They are not a police force. You police powers down. are reserved for... What's you that? Better slow, you better slow down. I don't think that... Oh, I Joe. Think okay. Oh, Joe, yes. I'm sorry, Please. Joe is trying Thanks, to get into the mind of the liberal. And he's yeah. like, if I were a liberal, this is way too much. There I'm is sorry, no, okay, you. I'll say it very slow. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> for a second, I tell you, I'm like, are we having technical problems? He's right. <laughs> I should know better. I'm talking to liberals. There is no national police power. That's reserved for the states. Now, there are federal laws. That federal entities, the FBI and DEA, Secret Service, Customs, those Border Patrol, there are federal laws that can be enforced by those federal entities and the executive branch, but the police powers are reserved to the states. So for the federal government and the attorney general to say we are going to start looking into school board meeting and parent school board meetings and parents who show up, you have to ask yourself what federal law could be broken. If there's a speech provision in there, it would have to be something like a federal law, say, for instance, in the Secret Service, like we enforced. You can't threaten the president, a viable threat, an imminent threat of real violent action. You can't do that. That's a federal law. But the Secret Service can't go out and enforce like a school board meeting guy. If a guy gets rowdy at a school board meeting, you have no national police power. Merrick Garland knows this. The Agino, Attorney General in name only, is not stupid. So if you notice in the letter, Merrick Garland very specifically says, well, you know, we're going to start looking into this stuff at school boards and we're going to work on partnerships with local law enforcement. You get it? Joe, I know you're, yeah. you're the representative liberal on the panel right now. I get it. I'm very sorry I had to do that to you. But yeah. now is it making sense? Garland knows he has no authority whatsoever. None to do anything about rowdiness, air quotes, at school board meetings. None. This is why I said to you the other day, if your local sheriff or local police chief is meeting with the FBI on this, seek his removal or her removal immediately. The FBI is using basically what would be useful idiots in law enforcement at the local level, management level, is using them to enforce something they have no authority to enforce whatsoever, speech suppression and school board meetings. Everybody getting it? There's a reason the uh, attorney general wrote the memo the way he did about partnerships. He has no national police power whatsoever. My None. Man. 
Your local police department, if it's run by a useful idiot, will meet with the FBI and will be a de facto tool of this socialist regime we have in the White House engaged in full-blown speech censorship, period. Demand they do not meet with the FBI on this at all and do not become tools of this growing totalitarian government. That's how you shut this down, stat. We are action-oriented on this show, not talk-oriented. That's the way to do it. Send an email, call their office, and demand to know why they're if they're going to meet with them, why they did it, and demand that they do not do it. They have full authority on their own to enforce the law. Anybody breaks the law at these meetings, the law is the law. But showing up passionately, complaining, yelling, screaming, yelling and screaming is not a violation of the law as long as you don't threaten people. People are upset. They have the right to be passionate about their kids. Now, getting back to the second part of this. Oh, boy, look at this one. So now you may be wondering, why did our uh, attorney general, Merrick Garland, why is he so interested in local school board meetings teaching critical racism theory? Why would Merrick Garland be so interested outside of the fact that he's a hardcore leftist? Why would Merrick Garland be so interested in school boards teaching their kids to be racist through crit critical race theory? Oh, Fox News article by Sam Dorman. A.G. Garland faces scrutiny over ties to Zuckerberg-backed education consultancy, calls consultancy amid critical race theory battles. Get a load of this bag of chili. I don't know if you could put chili in a bag, but if you could, it would look like this, and it would be the same kind of train wreck. So Merrick Garland's daughter is married to an executive at a company called Panorama. Quote Fox News, Panorama's contract was part of a broader $78.8 million investment of coronavirus relief that the Fairfax County Public Schools, the epicenter, by the way, of CRT backlash, directed towards a welcoming and culturally responsive environment for students. Its website explains, wait, listen for the buzzwords here. I just told you about before. Its website, Panorama, explains that the funding is intended to support equity professional development for school teams and social-emotional social staff to work directly with departments and school-based teams. What's that? He's like, I don't even get what the hell that means. <laughs> even the left's yeah. talking. It's a, he's a very smart guy. You know, the, the word salad's <laughs> talking gee into a pretzel. He's like, I don't even, I can't figure this out. Notice the equity buzz term. Whenever you hear diversity, equity, inclusion, it's CRT. Assume C, that's all they're talking about. They're talking about hardcore racism training, right? So just to be clear, Garland's daughter is married to a dude who got a, a, a huge contract to implement things that have to do with this type of training in the Fairfax County District that inspired a lot of these parent backlash. Follow the money, folks, every single time. Just follow the money. The answers are right in front of you every time. Garland's family is profiting off of this. This CRT equity diversion inclusion junk. Now you see why he's so interested in sicking the DOJ on parents who fight against it? Every single time, man. Just follow the damn money. Every time. All right, coming up next, this... Conversation about a national divorce has been uh, it's been really exploding, and it's starting to wake its make its way into the mainstream media. And I'll just say to the left before I get to it, you you can't have a constitutional republic and a one size fits all. Both of those things don't exist. I'll explain more in a second.
With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, quickly on this national divorce topic that Dave Raboy wrote a fantastic piece in his Substack. He's a very talented writer. It's caught on, folks. It's starting to spread around and people even in relatively mainstream outlets are starting to pick up on this idea that we've got a problem. And the problem is this. It was summed up at the week, which I'll get to in a second. But very simply, the national divorce topic is summed up this way. Liberals. You cannot force on America a one-size-fits-all set of edicts and policies and then at the same time assume that when the one-size-doesn't-fit-all that you're going to be able to squeeze the foot in the shoe because people don't want to squeeze the foot in the shoe. There are people all around this country that have different ideas about life, about self-defense, about the Constitution, about censorship, about free speech. We just don't agree with you. You're never going to make people agree with you. You're not going to make fetch happen. Fetch isn't going to happen. You better damn well accept that because you keep pushing people. There's going to be an outcome none of us want. Here, the week, James Antle, who's a pretty mainstream guy, picked this up. This article is worth your time. It's in my newsletter today. Again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please read it. Headline, the impractical but plausible fantasy of a national divorce. He talks about exactly this, how the original purpose of federalism was to not have a one size fits all, have a limited federal government and states, you know, do their own thing. He says, quote, yet the nation's federal constitutional system is set up to maximize the ability of people with different views to live together. Amen. Yes, sir. It is when it actually works, which it's not. He says that is until progressives decide that institutions like the Senate should be scrapped as undemocratic letting massive changes be implemented by razor-thin margins, or right populists begin to see a federal government that barely got Donald Trump elected to run for a single term as the only institution capable of defending conservative values. The things that made the American system capable of accommodating true diversity are under assault by the forces of one-size-fits-all rule just when we need them most. I can't warn liberals enough because I love this great country. There's nothing I fear more than a massive breakup. But I can't warn you in strong enough terms. You keep trying to wedge the foot into the shoe that doesn't fit. People start to cry out because their foot hurts. And when your foot hurts, people will do anything to stop it after a while. The warnings are everywhere. I really, really hope I'm totally, completely incorrect and off on this because what could happen here could be devastating to everyone. Read the article. You'll see this is going to start picking up a lot of steam. Okay, um, I've got some good information for you from an inside source of mine about what's going on behind the scenes on this massive business, uh, 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 excuse me, uh, porculus bill. The $3.5 trillion, $1.5 trillion, $2 trillion porculus bill. Joe Biden is lying. Biden is lying about it, okay? First, about the debt ceiling portion. We are out of money. As of, I think, a week from now, 
the federal government is not going to be able to pay its debt as it starts to spend more money. Joe Biden, however, is lying about the debt ceiling. He listened to me clearly. Horse blinders, right? Joe Biden does not need any Republican votes whatsoever to hike the debt ceiling and spend more money. We don't have none. They have a majority in the House and they can use reconciliation in the Senate to hike the debt ceiling. They don't need any Republicans. They want Republicans on board because as they bankrupt the country, Democrats want to say Republicans help them out so they can run ads against them. You get it? Here's Joe Biden lying about the debt ceiling. I'll tell you what's going on behind the scenes on the other side of this video from an unimpeachable source. Check this out. And uh, for joining me today to talk about the need to raise the debt limit. We haven't failed to do that since our inception as a country. We need to act. These leaders know the need to act. The United States pays its bills. It's who we are. It's who we've been. It's who we're going to continue to be, God willing. That's what's called the full faith and credit of the United States. Let me be clear. Raising the debt limit is paying our old debts. There's nothing to do with new spending or what may be coming this year or other years. There's nothing to do with my plans on infrastructure or building back better, both of which are paid for, but they're not even in, uh, in the queue right now. So if you don't need to pass the debt ceiling to pass your $3.5 trillion bankruptcy bill or your $1 trillion bankruptcy infrastructure bill, then just pass it. I mean, <laughs> is this hard? If what Joe Biden just said is accurate, why is he pushing Republicans to vote for a debt ceiling hike when he doesn't need any of their votes to do it before voting on this other stuff? The answer is because he needs to borrow more money we don't have to pay for the bill he said costs nothing. That's why. You understand how this guy lies to you over and over and stupid leftists like Bozo the Clown? <laughs> you just eat it up. He just told you the other day, him, Saki, and the Democrats, that his trillion-dollar spending bill costs nothing. So if it costs nothing, why does he need to hike the debt ceiling? And if he needs, doesn't need to hike the debt ceiling to pass the bill, like he just said, then just pass the bill that costs nothing. You understand how none of, I get it. Liberals don't get any of this. You're too stupid to process it. But the conservatives, you're like, yeah, Dan, that makes sense. If it doesn't cost anything, then just pass it now. Because what would it have to do with the debt ceiling if there's no cost to the debt? The reason he needs to pass a debt ceiling hike is because, of course, there's a cost. It's trillions of dollars, like the cost of the bill. Is this hard? I, I really, that, please wake up every morning and, 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 and say, a, say a prayer of gratitude that you are not one of these idiots on the left that fall for that. It costs us. <laughs> What a bunch of bozos. What is wrong with you idiots? Here's what's going on behind the scenes. McConnell's getting ready to fold. If you are in his dis this district, his state, forget he's a senator, obviously. If you are in his state of Kentucky, please call his office and email him today. It is important. Please stop. Take a second. Put on your calendar. Take a note. Call, email McConnell today if you are in Kentucky. He is getting ready to fold on the debt ceiling. I will repeat, the Democrats don't need a single Republican vote to hike the debt ceiling to pay for a bill that's going to accrue debt they said would cost nothing. Why was, now you may be saying, why would McConnell be willing to provide Republican votes then to hike the debt ceiling? They don't need a Republican vote. 
The government's not going to shut down if the Democrats don't want it to. Government doesn't shut down anyway. That's a scam. Again, as Mark Levin points out all the time, shuts down on the weekend, air quotes, right? You don't see anyone in a panic. Well, McConnell's telling Republican senators, which is a lie behind the scenes, that if they don't agree with the Democrats to hike the debt ceiling, that the Democrats are going to nuke the filibuster for good and they have the votes to do it. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. I'm getting from my sources, however, it is highly unlikely Joe Manchin, who has repeatedly stated on the record, I don't trust Joe Manchin as far as I can throw him, but repeatedly stated on the record that he's not going to nuke the filibuster, will take a vote to do that. And I would argue to you strongly that even if Schumer and the left decides nuking the filibuster is the way to go forward, they're going to pass the debt ceiling, pass the porculus bill, pass the infrastructure bill, screw it, no more filibuster. You want to go nuclear? We can do that too. Go nuclear. Do your thing. Hopefully we get a bunch of people in with guts, which is a lot to ask from the Republicans who are generally gutless. And then when we get in, we just nuke everything they did and do our own thing. New rules, folks. But you hear what I'm saying here? He's telling people in in the Senate, if you don't vote to hike this debt ceiling, they're just going to nuke the filibuster and they're going to do it anyway. And then we're really screwed. I don't buy it one bit. Why? There's no mandate for any of them to do this. Joe Biden is collapsing in front of our very eyes. We have not seen a presidency in modern history collapse as quickly as Joe Biden's presidency. The man is looking at a route 2022 like we've never seen before. He's looking at, I mean, he's like, he can't run. The guy is barely going to get through this term now. I mean, he's so cognitively impaired. But anything this guy touches, it's the reverse Midas touch. He turns gold into tin. Joe Biden. Look at this. Quinnipiac which by no means is some right-leaning poll outlets, uh, outlet. Americans give President Biden the lowest marks across the board, Quinnipiac poll finds. You know what his approval rating is, Joe Biden? Keep in mind, this is not a right-leaning poll outlet. 38%. Oh, This is all, coll- yeah, you're darn right. This is all collapsing in front of his face right now. Nobody wants, what's that? Biggie said it right. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That's funny. His, <laughs> his uh, porculus bills collapsing. His porculus infrastructure bills collapsing. His lies. His Afghanistan. His, his his deadly actions in Afghanistan. The border. Inflation. The economy. Coronavirus. This guy can't do anything right. Everybody knows it. He has no mandate. They blow up the filibuster, ladies and gentlemen. It is over. The Democrats will get destroyed in the midterms. And if we get Trump or someone in there with guts in 2024 with no filibuster, we could change the country forever. Am I optimistic about that? No, I'm a realist and Republicans typically fold. But who knows? Maybe we'll see some action. All right, coming up next, uh, I got a couple things, including Saki being forced to squirm, hilariously trying to defend the now thoroughly corrupt Hunter Biden. It's, <laughs> it's got to watch this. So remember Hunter Biden? People who buy his art for ridiculously inflated prices, don't worry, folks. Hunter Biden is not going to know the identity of any of them. <laughs> you fell for that. What a bunch of idiots. You're on the left. You fell for that? <laughs> Dopes. Watch Saki squirm when they realize that an art gallery put us thinking all these people were milling around him. Hey, nice art there. <laughs> so stupid. Leftists, they're so dumb, aren't they? How, do, how are we forced to live with these idiots? <laughs> All right, check this out. Here's Saki. So 
I mean, again, leftists fell for this, which is just hilarious how dumb these people are. They were told about Hunter Biden's art. Remember his art? He's like doing his blowhole or something, and he puts it through a straw, and he's blowing paint. I, I don't even know. It, it, art, I'm not an art guy. I don't really care. You know, I guess it's all in the eye of the beholder. But uh, there was obviously a corruption concern. If someone's willing to spend, you know, a half a million dollars or whatever on a Hunter Biden blowhole piece, obviously that could influence the Biden administration given their past history of corruption. Remember the big guy, China? So the White House said, no, don't worry. Hunter's not even going to know who bought the art. He's not even going to know. So there's no way there could be corruption involved, except for the fact that they had a gallery thing where a whole bunch of people showed up to look at and peruse the art where Hunter was there and Garcetti from uh, from L.A. was there. Check check out Saki squirming when asked about this. This is exactly what ethicists said they were worried about. What is specifically? The fact that, uh, that the president That he son, reportedly attended an event? Well, the president's son would be selling artwork and then meeting potentially with people who would seek to buy it. If you have attendees at that event who might be seeking either jobs in this administration or favors from this administration, isn't it an awkward situation to put the president in? Again, the gallerist has spoken to, we've spoken to the specifics, what the gallerist has agreed to, and what uh, per, what recommendations were made. I've done that several times. I don't have additional details for it from here. I point you to them. Go ahead. So, so does this White House not have any concerns about uh, the photos that have emerged showing Hunter Biden at that gallery alongside prospective buyers? I point you to the gallerist on uh, specifics of the restrictions that were put in place. Great. But what about the position of this White House? This is a president who ran on being transparent, and you and we were very transparent about what recommendations were made to the gallerist. Uh, and I would again point to them or the many times I've spoken about that from here. I, this is I, I can't believe dopey libs keep falling for this corruptocrat in the Biden administration. By the way, folks, I got an email today. And that's, speaking of getting distracted, someone sent me an email yesterday. Dan, I've I'm, I'm noticed I'm doing it again. Dan, you look around a lot in the studio. Is there something? No, there's nothing going on. I'm just I'm sorry. I know it's not the best camera etiquette or mic etiquette. I'm just, I, I just look around a lot. I'm just an energetic guy. This is not an act. I don't like sleeping and boom, I bounce on the show. I'm just an energetic guy. I'm sorry if my eyes are always darting around. I'll try to focus more on the camera. I get it. I know it can be a little distracting, but Hey, I'm 46. I've tried to make changes and stuff. It's just not happened at this point, but do you see how hilarious this is? Hunter Biden's not going to know who bought his artwork. They're at the gallery right there. Gosh, how do you keep falling for this stupidity? I just threw that in there to mock Saki. There's no other point. We already know Hunter Biden and his whole team are full of people with questionable, at best, morals and ethics. The sex tape guy, okay? So I just threw that in for mockery. All right, on a serious note, shifting gears. Last few days, I've been warning you. There's a growing threat in Taiwan. There's a breaking news story out today that we have been training uh, soldiers in Taiwan against uh, to fight against a potential invasion from china folks this could spark world war three i'm just going to throw this out there before i get to the face uh, facebook uh, it's a trap whistleblower scam we now have more information on thank god we were out ahead of this to warn you all about the fake whistleblower but my worry as you can see in this washington examiner article which i expressed yesterday by joel gurkey about the taiwan china conflict is folks there could be a miscalculation i mean you have 30 to 50 Chinese fighter jets making excursions into Taiwan's airspace. They're not telling them about it. This is an act of clear aggression. My fear here is what if one of them, you know, accidentally targets a civilian airliner or purposefully targets a civilian airliner? 
Folks, we could be looking at World War III. This is a big deal. For some reason, the story's not really penetrated that deeply into mainstream media. This is a serious problem. And the fact that China is terrified about their growing real estate crisis as their real estate market bursts, and the fact that they're worried about being exposed on COVID leads me to believe they could be making these aggressive acts against Taiwan as a distraction mechanism. It's a serious story. Keep your eyes on it. I know I will. There's apparently troops there. Again, training as a new breaking story just came out. This shows how serious the government's taking this threat right now. It would be World War III with nuclear weapons. Be prepared. Seriously. Keep your eyes on this story. Okay. Another explosive revelation for Project Veritas. Uh, James O'Keefe's group has been doing uh, incredible work. You can check them out on their website and social media. They got a whistleblower from Pfizer. Again, I told you, and I'll say it again, because I have no interest in keeping the truth from you. I obviously had lymphoma. I talked about it on the show. It's no big deal. And again, may I may just say for a minute, um, uh, Rachel Maddow revealed yesterday, who obviously I agree absolutely nothing with on any issue of substance at all. I throw that in there because it's just true. But she revealed yesterday on her show that uh, she was diagnosed with skin cancer and had it removed. So despite the fact that our political ideology is, you know, obviously divergent, uh, I wish you the best, sincerely. Uh, we can argue about issues tomorrow, but I don't wish cancer on anyone. Um, I will not do and become the savage leftists have become to us, wishing people die of COVID and other things. That's sick. I will keep a basic level of humanity, and I wish you the best. Uh, apparently, they cut the cancer out. It was skin cancer. She says they got it all. So um, it's good to hear. Again, I don't wish that on anyone. That is not how I do business, and I never, ever will. Um, having said that, I'm always candid about it. I got the Pfizer vaccine uh, very early because I was in a high-risk group on the advice of doctors and others because that's what we should all do, talk to our doctors. I was in a different situation. I'm now um, extremely unhappy, to say the least, given that I am an avid pro-life advocate and a whistleblower from Pfizer spoke to Project Veritas, a whistleblower from Pfizer, and she had this to say about some internal emails about the process by which the Pfizer vaccine was developed. This is really, really nasty stuff. Check this out. I work at a pharmaceutical company. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Um, I just believe in research and science. Well, in this database, you came across a chain of emails discussing fetal tissue and the COVID vaccine. Vanessa Gelman, who works in Washington, D.C., is senior director of Worldwide Research. The question came up as an inquiry to our MedInfo group. They're asking, quote, did Pfizer make use of a cell line from an aborted fetus? They want you to leave out the highlighted part, which is the one or more cell lines with an origin that can be traced back to human fetal tissue has been used in laboratory tests associated with the vaccine program. And here we have your badge. You are an employee of Pfizer? I work at the McPherson, Kansas plant. Um, it's one of the biggest plants in the operation of Pfizer. We produce some of the most units. Sounds to me like you have a pretty viable religious exemption now. Right? You do with that what you wish. You should probably save that. All right. It's a trap. I've warned you over and over. It's a trap. The Facebook whistleblower is a trap. It is simply a Democrat 
I'm not going to call it a conspiracy because it may have been a wink and a They don't have to conspire. They just got to wink and nod. They all know what they're going to do. It is a trap to push for Facebook to censor conservatives. The whistleblower is just a means to do it. And some conservatives fell for this. I couldn't believe it. More breaking news on the whistleblower. Post-millennial, be in my newsletter today again if you want to check it out. Revealed. The Facebook whistleblower was part of a team that censored the Hunter Biden laptop story. Remember the civic integrity team? It's a trap. It's a trap. It's Admiral Akbar warned us. It's a trap. Guy loves it. Guy is the biggest Star Wars fan ever. Him and Aaron from Fox Nation had a blast talking Star Wars. They're talking about like Star Wars conspiracy theories that Jar Jar was like an evil Sith Lord. I'm like, What? Our Jar Jar, he was an idiot, Sith Lord. Jar Jar couldn't even figure out how to get out of his own way. <laughs> the civic, they were. They were like, he's like, I don't know. That's not a serious theory, Aaron. I'm not sure. The forum I read it on discredited that theory. I'm like, these guys are seriously arguing about this. <laughs> the civic integrity department where the lady worked was the same department at Facebook that interfered in the election by suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story. And we're trusting this woman. Oh, no, she's just there to clean up Facebook. My gosh, please tell me you're not falling for this. Here, story number two, The Hill. Oh, now Francis Haugen, the whistleblower, is going to meet with the January 6th committee? Carolyn Vakil, The Hill. What do you think that's about? It's obvious. Francis Haugen obviously has some leftist leanings based on some of her past donations and alliances. Going to meet with the January 6th committee. And what do you think is going to come out of that? The January 6th committee is going to say, you see, conservatives on Facebook, insurrections, violence. We got to get rid of those conservatives. The whistleblower said so. You doubt me? You should doubt everything. Here's Adam Schiff. As if on cue again, folks, Adam Schiff, shade box, Schiff day. We haven't said that in a while. Remember, you know, pee hoax guy? Here's Adam Schiff tweeting again as if on cue. Adam, it's your turn. The whistleblower's done. He says, quote, according to the Facebook whistleblower, shutting down the civic integrity team and turning off election misinformation tools contributed to the January 6th insurrection. (laughs) As if on cue, the select committee will need to hear from her and get internal info from Facebook to flesh out their role. You know what that means? Expect your Facebook posts to become part of the January 6th committee and you all to be roped into the air quotes insurrection. I just want to be wrong on something like this for once. I've been wrong before, to be fair. The Christine Blasey Ford thing, I said she wouldn't show up. I didn't think she was going to, and she did. But on issues like this, we rarely miss the mark. This was so obviously a setup. Now, I told you yesterday, memorize this. Fred Siegel wrote a book a long time ago, Revolt Against the Masses. He describes the left to a T. It's uh, Andrew Wilkow and I, one of our favorite books, right? I'll put it on my book list when I get one together. Ow, sorry. But he talks about in the book how whenever the left wants to advance a far-left hoax or a far-left policy, they use the iron triangle to do it. Triangle has three sides. Obviously, what are the three sides of the iron triangle? The left uses the media, congressional committees, and interest groups. They all work together with a wink and a nod to make sure what the left gets done gets done. What did the left want to get done here? They want to ban conservatives from social media, period. They use 60 Minutes a congressional committee with a whistleblower. 
And the interest groups are these interest groups like NewsGuard and others that rate conservative sites as unreliable to get them booted off. Watch how Matt Walsh and Tucker Carlson last night on Tucker show, Matt, whether he knows it or not, I'm sure he does a very smart guy. Watch Matt talk about the iron triangle right here and how, when the media is working with a congressional committee and a whistleblower and interest groups, it's probably not a real whistleblower. Check this out. This is effectively a correction segment that we're doing now. Uh, I don't know how this got past us yesterday, and I'm a little bit embarrassed, but assess what you think is going on here, if you would. Well, I, I think, first of all, a good general rule here is that when the media tells us about a whistleblower, the first hint that it's not a real whistleblower is that the media is telling us about it. Because we have to remember <laughs> that, you know, look, Facebook, big tech, uh, the Democrat Party, the media, they're all part of the same system. And so if someone right. within that system it has deep, dark, dirty secrets that they want to tell us, no one within the system is going to elevate and amplify that story. Well done. Excellent job, Matt Walsh. Excellent. Whether he knows it or not, which he's, he's a super smart guy. I've had him on my radio show. I mean, whip smart. He's talking about the Iron Triangle. The media, congressional committees, and leftist interest groups, liberals and their interest groups, always work together to do things against conservative, uh, conservative interests, freedom and liberty. So if the media is telling you about a whistleblower, it's not a whistleblower. It's someone with an agenda to hurt conservatives. How did people fall for this? How? This was obviously a scam. The media works with committees and interest groups. Interest groups like I just threw this out there just to show you one of them. One is this scam site, NewsGuard. They rate media. They rate Bongino.com, even though we've called out the left over and over for repeatedly lying. We're one of the most reputable outlets out there. We've nailed every big story and exposed left-wing media lies and bias. NewsGuard goes after my site repeatedly and others, right? Here, Breitbart. Shock. NewsGuard yet to ding establishment media for the Border Patrol whipping hoax. Shocker. These are the interest groups I'm talking about. They work to get conservative websites shut down. Conservatives locked off Facebook. Oh, look who NewsGuard works with, by the way. This is her own tweet. NewsGuard is partnering with Publicist Group to help brands avoid misinformation and advertise responsibly on trustworthy news sites. Oh, you mean Publicist Group? You mean the PR firm? So just to be clear, NewsGuard is working with a PR firm to make sure conservatives get labeled as misinformation and advertisers boycott them. The Iron Triangle, NewsGuard types, congressional committees, and the media. They're all working together for boycotts, censorship. By the way, publicist group who's working with NewsGuard, someone should look up who their clients are. Do they have any clients in Big Pharma and elsewhere? Maybe if you're a website exposing some of the problems with some of these drugs out there and PR firms are working for some drug companies, Maybe they'd all have an interest in boycotts and stuff, shutting you down. I, you may want to look. I don't know. Someone may want to look into that. NewsGuard, though. Scam site. And people fall for it. They don't fall for it. They will, Liberals are in, in cahoots with them, with a wink and a nod. PR firms are working with This is all PR thing. Just like the fake book whistleblower. By the way, one final note on this. It's a trap part two story. Fake book wants regulation, folks. No, they don't, Dan. They don't want government regulation. Yes, trust me, they do. Fake book wants government regulation. Why? Government regulation is expensive. 
Imagine you're running a bagel store and there's 7,000 rules you have to, uh, federal, federal rules you have to apply to open your store. Being dramatic, but you get my point. How many lawyers are you going to have to hire to comply with every federal regulation? The sink has to be this high. The bagel has to be this big. The hole in the middle of the bagel has to be this big. You would need a lawyer to comply with all that. It would cost you probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. Imagine that on social media when the government gets involved. Fake book wants that because they have the money to pay the lawyers. And you don't. Their competitors, Mayway and others, don't have that money. Fake book wants government regulation. This was all a scam from the start. All right. Uh, we got some time. I want to end with this. Watch this video here. This is perfect, uh, a perfect example of the Democrat dipsy do flipperoo, I call it. When the Democrats who actively are involved in interfering with and colluding to interfere in elections, right? They did it in 2020. They did it in 2016. Nobody interferes in elections better than Democrats. Shutting down stories on Facebook, unconstitutionally changing election laws in 2020 at the last minute, election counts that aren't marrying up. Nobody does election interference better than the left. So one of the best ways to get you not to look and horse blinders on pay attention to election interference on the left is to pretend it's a problem on the right. Watch this joker on MSDNC do the flipperoo and try to blame election interference hilariously on voter integrity laws on the right. Look at this dunce. I wish it were just a matter of one person or another person. But unfortunately, the problems we have in the United States are are, are much more structural. Uh, we have a we have an electoral system which is flawed and which is becoming more flawed. We have a political party which is using a big lie to make it harder for people to vote. We now have the precedent of January this year, which is very important, of an attempted coup d'état by someone who is still very much in American politics. So, the big story for the next four years is whether we can actually have a democratic presidential election in 2024. Like you say, it's hard to cover that story. This is as transparent as clear scotch tape. They clearly know they interfered in the 2020 and 2016 election. The PP hoax, the Hunter Biden suppression, they colluded with big tech, changing election laws at the last minute, mass mail out, uh, in balloting. I mean, just a total mess. So what do they do? They flip the argument around and go, oh, no, let's just blame conservatives. It's really no more complicated than that. But Tucker says it all the time in a show, right? Whatever the left accuses you of, they're doing themselves. It's a way to distract you. So transparently obvious. It's pathetic. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. On my radio show today, I've got Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. Pawn, P-A-W-N. Gosh, I said last night, I was like, Pawn Star? No, Pawn Star, Pawn. Rick Harrison's awesome. I watch his show, so check that out. It'll be on at 1 o'clock Eastern time if you are listening live. And then please subscribe to my Rumble account, Questions. Rumble.com slash Bongino is where you find my Rumble account. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We're almost at 2 million subscribers. It is free. It costs nothing. It's a video version of the podcast. And if you would like to submit a question, is it Thursday already? Oh, my yeah. gosh. This week flew by, right? This week seriously, like, flew by. We'll take, uh, we always do Ask Dan. Just go to my Rumble account, subscribe, Rumble.com slash Bongino, and comment under any of the videos this week, preferably today's. Put question for Dan, and we'll get to some of your questions tomorrow. We love this segment. Thanks for tuning in. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.